Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 18, Episode 6, Secrets of the Star Ancestors. The secret is, they were gay. They're done. Ooh, that music sounds a little low, but we probably won't hear it till the end of the show anyway, so it's fine. That's how you do it. There it is. Excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome to a fairly standard Monday record. We are not uh, recording on, or sorry, streaming on twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens, but usually on Monday nights, you can chat with us live during the show's recording sessions over at twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens uh, every Monday night around 7 p.m. I think I said that. That's called bookending, folks. Begin hmm. with the same phrase and end it with the same phrase. That's how you do it. Uh, and give us a little Twitch Prime subscription over there. You should be able to get uh, uh, one free monthly Twitch Prime subscription with your Amazon Prime subscription. So link that up in your, I believe it's in your Amazon account. Start that process. It sucks that we have to explain this so it's so complicated, but it is for free money so uh, it's worth it the yeah. five dollars will get <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and make sure and support the show over at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens for two exclusive podcasts every month for the five dollar tier or higher one of those is adventurous ghosts or ghost adventures podcast very similar to probing ancient aliens but for the travel channels uh uh very uh latent latent with homoeroticism uh ghost hunting show with Zach Bagans and his ghost adventures. Ripped Ooh. Bagans. Ripped Bagans. Hello, I'm Ripped Bagans. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're going into walk the Wash O Club for the second time. <laughs> oh god, that thing almost scared me and I came. <laughs> Oh, I finally ran, I said I'd never go in there again. Oh, I hope you ghosts like confetti. Spot, yeah, I was gonna say sparkles, sparkles, sparkles. sparkles. <laughs> his classic, his classic while screaming, sparkles, sparkles. Yeah. <laughs> Just running know. through the house, pitch black, <laughs> whacking into things. Sparkles, sparkles, <laughs> and then he dies, and then they go back and ghost haunt or exactly, ghost hunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Death plates. <laughs> oh, we're looking at we're, we're hunting uh, death plates. In. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Hello. is the famous death place. <laughs> oh God, you shouldn't see what she was wearing when she went. <laughs> uh, oh boy, I always get—I don't get them physically confused, but uh, Rip Taylor and Rip Torn. Uh, <laughs> Very different. Yeah, the names. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. (laughs) Very both very like goblin like people, but one more of like an elfish, you know, kind of like high energy, and one more of a trolley, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Both of the roundhead stout body uh, league from the metaverse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, what are you doing? (laughs) We gotta remember uh uh what wait, what do we say? Rip did you say rip bagans? Or, well, yeah, it was Rip Megan. So, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, 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 new character tour. There you go, Joe. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> and our other show is Probing Deeper, where we probe a few knuckles deeper into all sorts of subjects related to aliens, the paranormal, 
psyops, uh, immigration, patriotism. <laughs> no, not the last two. But um, I mean, unless you count aliens visiting uh, or ghosts uh, illegally occupying a homestead of right. illegal immigration. So um, that could be kind of funny. It's happening like a <laughs> like a like a parody of like a, a weird right wing like uh, like mixing like ghost adventures with trying to kick out ghosts because they're illegally haunting a place like right, right, taxes right. and like shit like <laughs> come on haven't you seen the movie coco that's what all it's <laughs> <laughs> no, i made the joke because have you seen that movie a long time ago okay because unfortunately that's the ape movie right where oh. she does sign language and stuff coco no, coco is the one the disney movie with the little um mexican kid celebrating dia de los muertos oh Isn't that coco yes. Yes, that's you're right. No, you're right. It is Coco. Yeah. Did you ever see that? Yeah, on the plane with Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm like, I don't know if it's like a slap in your face, really bad um, uh, analogy, but in death, that whole movie, he's illegally crossing the border. Yes. Yeah. Why? (laughs) Oh my god! I think this is a thing that happens in reality and where we are, and then now in the afterlife, you're (laughs) making it hard for them to cross. Disney's trying to be honest about the right. Mexican-American way of life, you know. It is right, right, right. I'm like, this is wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, make sure and continue to support the show, but show your love for the show out in the world and even show your skill uh, for your own show, your disc golf show <laughs> over at BlackHoleSupplyCompany.com. Make sure and spell all those words out, BlackHoleSupplyCompany.com. For probing ancient aliens, merchandise, disc golf, discs, and disc golf apparel, uh, and now with a physical location inside Cape and Cowell Collectibles at 9525 Garfield Avenue, Suite C-2, Fountain Valley, California. <laughs> uh, say hello to Sterling over there, Steve's longtime friend and business partner. He's got a great collectible shop. Uh, so you can you can take the disc golf discs and you can practice throwing them at expensive collectibles. Yeah, in the, in store. the st- <laughs> <laughs> we got a driving range. It's just the store anywhere you want. <laughs> uh, and then make sure and say the phrase. Uh, and even though you don't know, you can say, "Hey, Steve told me to remind you about the time your knee gave out while stepping out of yeah. the van." <laughs> and then double fuck yous and run. Right, and you can get away with it as long as you're yelling sparkles the whole time <laughs> while throwing. <laughs> Yeah, everyone act like Rick Rip Bagans. Yeah, uh, and walk into the store with a very loud SB7 spirit box. Just all other customers are in there. (laughs) (laughs) You will not have the cops called on you. He will appreciate it. Oh, I haven't seen Bingo's gloves since uh, Oliver Twist or uh, since Oliver and Company. (laughs) (laughs) What are they? What are those half off? Huh? Oh boy, um, was he? He was gay, right? I would I, assume, I'm like fairly confident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, think... he was appropriating their culture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, weird, weird news. There was a, a story. Um, it looked clickbaity, but it was from the Daily Mail uh, of you um, in UK, which is like a real newspaper that's also like a little tabloidish, but not like National Full Enquirer. Style, yeah, it's like People Magazine style, and so. Um, they were saying it was like, what happened to Richard Simmons, or what really happened to Richard Simmons? Like, why is he? Well, yeah, because people were conspiracy theory. He was uh, trapped in his own house. Oh yes, and well, it's that he ultimately, like, they supposedly had an exclusive, you know, interview with an anonymous Mm -hmm. close friend and like business partner, 
who was saying that he has a um he had uh either some some injury or deterioration in his knees or joints or both mm-hmm. um where he but he's super depressed because he can't exercise like he used to mm, right so basically it's sad it sounds like he's just like literally wasting away right because they don't think there's any way to fix it or something like that so. yeah because i think howard like in the last couple of years was talking about it i can't remember if he finally got someone on the phone but he was definitely addressing he's like yeah it's weird i can't remember if he was on the fence or not but yeah that the people were thinking he was abducted by his own family. Oh yeah. So they could steal his money and then just Uh, locked him away. Yeah. No, they said they like this interview was like, yeah, out of all the conspiracies and rumors, it's actually just much more sad that he just doesn't come out of his home because he, he can't be the Richard Simmons that he always, is he still alive? I thought he was, he died. (laughs) Uh, No, I think he's still alive. Okay. But I guess that was probably one of the other rumors too, you know, right. There's that, there's that whole dead whole conspiracy where everyone thinks Britney Spears is either dead or, or back under a new conservatorship that she apparently might have signed with the new husband that she's with because Mm. like there's all these conspiracy TikToks and Instagram videos that Sarah follows that show her like wearing an outfit and then wearing the exact same outfit. But supposedly those were like a month apart, like all this weird shit. Like, like she was at no who wears a shirt, the same shirt (laughs) twice. (laughs) Uh, It's like she was at Nobu, but then at the same time she was posting, you know, a video of herself supposedly, but people think it was deep fake that she was at home with, uh, with one of her dogs or like some weird shit like that. And so that the person, at Nobu that from the security camera was actually a fake body double or like all this weird shit. So well, it's also the thing with social. It's like, I don't, I know she, she's crazy and posts her own things, but there probably does have some sort of management or or poster. So it's like, even if there's a mistake, it's like she could have just had a a sprout cloud or whatever, the sprinkler. Right. Right. Like even a Watto artist said, he's like, yeah, I make all the content and then I just schedule. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whether I'm at work or not, I, I can't get in trouble. Cause they're like, why are you posting at work? It's like, well, no, I did all this and it just goes. Yeah. People think you can only post in the moment or something like that. Right. Like, you know, like <laughs> Facebook and Instagram and shit wants you to schedule lots of content to go out, you know, on the, right. On a regular basis. But, um, anyway, but, uh, uh, weird, weird, uh, latent homosexual conspiracies. Exactly. Um, yeah, but yeah, Rip Taylor is dead, right? I think he okay. passed a few years that ago. That sounds so, yeah. fair. Um, was that, uh, was that Wayne's World 2 that he shows up? Yeah, because he's in? like with the naked Indian and like oh, doing right. the, <laughs> yeah, throwing, he's like, and, uh, cause that's when he's like, oh, Wayne Fett or whatever the fest is. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to be there? He's like. The, 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 and then Rip Taylor's there. He's like, Rip Taylor's like, oh God, he's a, he's a God of my country. And then he's like, yeah. an old man fashioning a kayak out of a log. Like, <laughs> he's just looking around. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause he's out there with Jim Morrison in the, in the, well, that's where the Indian is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, cause they tell him to do Wayne stock, right? Wayne stock and Wayne stock. And so, yeah, that's part two. And it was like, if you build it, they'll come, which is the Field of Dreams parody. Because that movie, oddly enough, is a pseudo parody film. Right. right, Even though it's not really thought of that way. But um, obviously, it's not Mel Brooks level. But right. But there's a lot more than the first movie. Right. With like the stupid. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then that's the Chris Farley um, one as well, where he goes crazy, you know, telling 
the stories and yelling and then yeah, yeah. The, the old roadie. Yeah. It's the, the full metal jacket, uh, parody like that i got no place else to right, go or right. whatever <laughs> yeah. it, but. what are you doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um we usually have a segment here called reaching for the stars where we ask you the little prolapse nuts out there to give us a five-star rating on apple podcast or spotify podcast or amazon music or google podcast which i don't think you can yet which is insane but uh give us a five-star rating give us a review in the comments of that rating and we'll uh, read it on the air and give you a little shout out no matter what it says but we do not have any please give us those five-star ratings it helps us uh, our show be found uh the soon to be changing show and splitting show but uh we'll talk about that more in a minute uh for anyone that hasn't heard um nothing nothing really big news nothing really big news no real big news in the alien or paranormal world, but in our little world here, uh, Steve and I booked our rooms at the Indian Springs or Wells, Wells. Renaissance Hotel. Yeah, uh, the actual hotel where the event is this time, as opposed to 2019, where we had to walk what felt like two miles across the street uh, right. or <laughs> stressfully drive five minutes. Like, right, you <laughs> could see it was a Vegas situation where it's like you yes. could see the hotel. And if I could just directly walk, there would be like a five minute walk. Yes. But it, you had to go down a ways, then cross. And then it was this whole long, like busy, busy-ish street, no crosswalks. Uh, wasn't really, you know, it's a massive street too. So I didn't want to jaywalk right, really. Right. People are hauling ass and, and, uh, yeah. either way, you'd still have to walk all the way down to the entrance because it was exactly. all fenced off. So it's like, no matter what, you had to go there. So it's like, okay, yeah, that place has well like just... a, it shares that parking lot with that fucking golf course. So it's like this Disney, at least like old Disneyland style parking lot where it's like a fucking half a mile long. It's right. Not so I'm saying it's like, <clears throat> like you can't just walk straight through. You got to walk up the ramp through the bushes and the this. And it's just yeah. like a very, That's what I was like, it's the Vegas style like walk up, yeah. not from the strip, right? right. It's like, oh, <clears throat> it's a resort. And they have this whole grandiose entry for because yes. mostly people are staying there, not as many freaks like us uh, doing the walk up. <clears throat> yeah, very and very much a so, so close yet so far situation. Like right. Vegas too. You're like, oh, let's just go over to the MGM Grand and we're at the Excalibur, and it's like, oh, that's a 17 minute process. Again, yeah, you can't <laughs> just walk from A to B. It's like, okay, I gotta go over to this bridge and over this other bridge and yeah. cross another street, and yeah. That is so strange. It's like, I mean, it makes sense. It keeps people safer, obviously, and it you know makes it so that the traffic isn't horrific with people crossing the crosswalks with you know in front of the cars and like all that stuff. But but then you have to go to the pathways, the the very specific pathways of all the bridges, conveyor belts, stairs, elevators. Right. Well, and a lot of that's too is like to incentivize you to go into your, their hotel, right? Yeah, like exactly. You can't just walk past mine free of charge. You gotta exactly, get tempted yeah. or or literally forced to walk through it. Get tempted. <laughs> get wrecked. Vegas, get tempted. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's yeah, a, that's oh. a can't. That's an ad campaign for uh, uh, for straight males to go to the chip and exactly. Show. Yeah, <laughs> to go to that weird uh, <laughs> place I heard about in Palm Springs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, exciting. Because uh, we've only technically we've done Alien Con a bunch, but Contact in the Desert only once. Yes, exactly. Uh, and as Joey said, we stayed off-site. So. Yes, and Contact in the Desert, a much more uh, varied and interesting convention you know, to go to. Yeah. Alien Con was, you know, the first year we went, it was fun to be starstruck and see the guys in person and whatever. You know, stand in line 
uh, for the bathroom with a with a young uh, adolescent star of Netflix's um, Lost in Space. You know, right? They're uh, of age now, so it's fine. Yes, <laughs> but, uh, oh, they weren't then, <laughs> and they prefer to be called they. So exactly um, <laughs> after what happened, yeah, they slash Joey's fucked. <laughs> uh, prefer <Animal> object, <laughs> but um, uh, as a side note. Sarah and I watched that show. I think we watched the first two seasons and there was a third and final season, but it was so depressing and sad, like, which usually I kind of like, but the, the robot in it, which is kind of the whole fulcrum of the entire plot, uh, the alien robot that they find, you know, the danger will Robinson one, right? Uh, cause they change it from being the robot that's on the ship with them to an alien robotic kind of cybernetic being, but they treat that thing like a fu- they abuse that thing like a dog like the whole time it's constantly it's like it's like heart wrenching because it's like artificial intelligence who's trying to be a friend it's kind of like um, I don't know for any of the weebs out there whoever watched uh, Trigun initially which was a big kind of space cowboy around the time of Cowboy Bebop and stuff uh, that was all about this guy who like you didn't really know what the power was till later in the series but like. He had some immense destructive power, but he also tried to spend his whole life just acting like a goofball and helping people because he didn't actually want to kill people and stuff like that. So kind of a similar deal. But anyway, we just like we just couldn't watch anymore. It was like fucking so it was like such a a bummer the whole time, which, again, usually I like things that have dep- like we drama. Just the first yeah. episode of The Last of Us. Right. I played those, you know, the two games. Oh, yeah. We watched that today, too. Yeah. One of the you know darkest um uh, you know, the, the, and I won't spoil anything, but the intro color wise or lit, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really didn't learn from dark. that game of Thrones, you know, episode exactly. where they had that war and then the night, but, um, uh, but that the, the beginning of the game, they added a little more, but like the beginning of the game starts off much like the beginning of the show. Uh, and what happens there, which is just extremely brutal, uh, I remember playing that game and I, I, you know, last of us was a brand new um, IP in 2013 when it came out, it was by the people that made uncharted and previously like Jack and Daxter and stuff like that beforehand. Um, but uh, I remember like, because that, that whole sequence in the beginning, it's almost like a cold open to the game. Um, it's about like 20 minutes to a half hour of, of like play time ish. And, uh, but literally, and I have never in my life, like, you know, because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how fucking dark things were going to get. Yeah. And, uh, and what happens, I literally like burst out weeping, like when that thing happened. And I like, it was like out of nowhere. Like I was so fucking taken aback by it. Like it was one of those moments. And which is why, you know, that game is always in like the top three games of the discussions of our video games, art or like stuff like that. It's like that and Bioshock and, um, and, uh, gone home. But, uh, Anyway, but yeah, uh, quick review as someone who loves that series and was was not skeptical, but just like I was waiting for the um, the witcherification where it's like, oh, what whole set of subplots are they going to add in here to make it more this or more like add politics or like all this kind of, you know what I mean? Like then they didn't mm-hmm. just fucking kept there. There was some different things, but they kept it like even just the, the hallway, the hallways in the apartments in Boston in the show are like colored and what i mean but that's because the the head writer and then the 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 director of the game and now the owner the creative director of the whole studio naughty dog he like co-wrote the show and executive Mm. show so it's like the first time the creator's ever been that involved with the production so 
Yeah. Um, anyway, but um, uh, my point was that is an extremely sad uh, story overall, just very dark and brutal. But uh, the the uh, Lost in Space Netflix series felt like a constant shooting the shooting old yeller kind of sad, where it's like a cheap sadness. Like we know that this will be. This will keep people coming back to make sure and see if the robot doesn't die and like stuff. Right. Or snap and kill them all. Yeah, exactly. So it just seemed kind of cheap. Anyway, but um, uh, so I never knew what happened to that little kid after I left him on the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Long story uh, short, they've announced some speakers. Yes. Back uh, to so. Alien Conference's <laughs> contact. Yeah, we were all starstruck for the first one was a very fun experience and then the second one was like oh like there isn't much different from what they're it was a little more produced Even their panels and how they presented the panels like the the types of panels and then the speakers presenting it was like all the same yes it was it was uh there was nothing surprising it was uh kind of uh just softballs over the plate um and uh because even the first alien Kanye, there was the guy that <laughs> <laughs> at that big welcome, you know, panel. right, right. <laughs> Where are the bar eyed children? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm s- proving that the government knows of the existence of black eyed children. They're part of their whatever program. What do you have to say about it? <laughs> uh, go to the other panel, you yeah. fucking freak. <laughs> and he's like, I have some math and documents. Would you like to read them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, just acknowledge these poor crazy right people, right we're lonely crazy people and they'll be like, oh sure <laughs> i'll stop screaming now <laughs> thank, thank you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um yeah i mean alien con you know uh year two was was fun enough but it was just it just felt like the panels felt like here's the show but on a stage like there was really nothing new obviously we went you know we reviewed Earl trip yeah after, but... well and the la convention center was just too big for that show too. yes it was like was... so sprawled out yes like, and yeah. we couldn't get any goddamn snacks for a long yeah. time but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then we discovered that the entire food court was like behind a bunch of curtains. Well, it was in the like um, merch area, yes. which was like a whole giant room that was too big for what it was. And then, exactly. yeah, there was like a part- <laughs> giant partition yes. of then where you could get onion rings. Yeah, we, yeah, we saw people <laughs> coming out eating hot dogs and onion rings. And I was yeah. like, God damn it. <laughs> we look like uh, what's it called? John Candy and... Uh, summer rental looking at the lobster just running by like as he's just desperately waiting for his table yeah (laughs) do these look like your hot dogs (laughs) uh and then and from the same movie asking someone hey uh where's the where's the snack bar around some guy (laughs) because i think at one point you did have ice cream and someone asked us because you like fished it out of a vend like a vending machine of all places and the yeah. vending machine because the vending machines like wouldn't take fucking cash or it was like a whole project uh, there's a yeah. bunch of people getting mad because they didn't know where the food was either. Yeah. a bunch of us fatos in there but um uh but i do remember that was the we went to the very early like i feel like the best the best panel yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. reviewing was that first panel with ryan sprague and, yeah yeah our killing time panel because that was like yes we got there before the show opened so we're like just waiting they're like, okay, cool. We'll check out this one just for fun. Yeah. And then, yeah, that ended up being the most unique panel. Um, and then that's Both because yeah. of the content and because of uh, the people in the audience being us, one other <laughs> young couple, and then the guy with the silver um, do rag and the silver underwear. Oh, yeah, the, you know, the, the alien makeup. wrestler, yes, fab yeah. master. And then was a contact sunning out there. Right. Too. I remember we saw. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, the, and then the 
NK Caranda because I heard her on Sprague's podcast and like she made like the rounds, but she's like, she was that girl who we thought was like one of their managers or something, but she just was another like a researcher that had been on one or two of their shows. Mm. You know? Oh yeah. Cause it was hysteria 51. That's right. Right. Uh, right. Too. But uh, anyway, but yeah, um, uh, alien con a little up in there, but contact in the desert for sure. This June, it's like the first through the fourth, I think. Uh, our hotels are the show's technically like second through the fifth or something stupid, but right. yeah, and, we'll yeah, be they up have, there. They have that Monday thing where it's all kind of weird, like post stuff. Yeah. That, yeah. That's exactly. Like one of the, the, you know, night viewing things was, or, or that's really that, like the movie days or whatever. You know, movie well, days. it was like, so, so last time we were like ready to leave on Sunday at like mm-hmm. any time. Cause I think we like went over there for like an hour and like got the DVDs and, and yes. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of pieced out. But it was then the buffet Mon- day, right? The final day was when we had the buffet or was that day two? Um, that was like day one or, or that might've been day two. Cause there was, that was maybe for lunch, but um, the, the, the Monday was if you paid for the Supreme packages, Supreme or whatever they were calling it. And it was like the workshops. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So yeah. it was like not panels or anything. Like you couldn't even, if, if, even if we stayed till Monday, we probably couldn't have done anything because you had to have like the extra ad- or you could buy the add on upgrades. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see. They don't have like they announced their first, like the, the kind of main bank of, uh, speakers of guests and on the site the other day, but they're still going to add more potentially. And then I don't think they've had the full run of the workshops or add-ons yet. No, because I think basic, so. Uh, I can't remember if we passed on it because we didn't really know why. But then everybody was talking about how great it was. But we should see if they do it the watch party at night. Yes, um, yeah, the, the where view, they give yeah. you the. The, the night vision goggles. Night vision goggles, and you just all stare up at, at the sky yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're like those those gnarly military grade ones. I guess the guy that used to run it passed away. Like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Sooks was like the only time I've ever seen an alien was at one of those things, and like exactly, yeah. it wasn't even people trying to get us to buy into it. It was just random panels, and I feel like people have brought that up as just like a cool, fun. Yeah, I heard experience or whatever. I think the Bigfoot Collectors Club guys did that um, mm. at the year we were there, but we didn't oh, okay. know we weren't listening <laughs> to that show at the time. So yeah, um, yeah, I wonder if they'll be back because they loved that doing. They did like three panels or something, mm. where it was like a dual. It was a double length episode where it was like by themselves and then with a guest podcaster. With oh, them they too. didn't bootleg recordings like we did. Because <laughs> 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 that yeah, AlienCon we just straight recorded panels without yes. <laughs> uh, whatever uh and then yeah that other was contact in the desert buying dvds and just playing them. yeah exactly <laughs> uh and then yeah we had the fucking bombastic uh david wilcock and his wife uh super hot in yeah that the- was the fun probably the funnest like dr- like real life right oh god these people are insane kind of it was moments. yeah very dramatic and then seeing seeing the booth that sold the um uh, oh, the, the red-haired elf, children, yeah, the elf, the elf, like fae folk kids, like and how to spot them, like thing, and it was like a photoshopped, mm-hmm. um, like Hallmark, you know, pit card picture of a kid from the age <laughs> thing. Right, right, right. But, um, and that guy had multiple books on similar subject. And that was it. And he he was various a, pictures, and it was, he was a, where he got the content. And he was or more orbitly obese. He was morbidly <laughs> obese and in a wheelchair. So yes, because um, he wasn't wrong at with his that booth half the time. Because I think you were almost going to buy something, and yes. just no one was there to even. Yeah, buy I went from. back. Specific, I was like, I gotta buy one of these things and like right. read through this fucking book. And then he wasn't there. So, um, but uh, not saying there's anything wrong with 
being morbidly obese or in a wheelchair, but <laughs> I mean, that kind of is. But... <laughs> that, when you put that third, his obsession with young, uh, ageless, <laughs> fey folk children, no, the... kind of fits the pedophile. Uh, yeah, these uh, children are thousands of right, years old. Right. <laughs> like the classic, they just have the body of a yeah. children. Okay, but they're yes, really I just... have the body of a child. The children, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the larger children. Yes. Um, anyway, but yeah, that will be fun. So look out for our uh, kind of recap of that in June. And uh, if you want to join us, tickets are still available. Calling out Pope Bandy. Uh, cause oh, rooms yeah. will go. I don't Again, it's going to be hard. It's kind of like when Comic-Con came back and WonderCon, like WonderCon kind of tanked and Comic-Con was fairly strong. Okay. Um, but again, this, this show used to sell out and yes. the rooms would sell out by, I think the time we blew it. It was like, now we looked and we're like, oh, there's plenty of rooms. And by like February 10th or something, they were all sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why we bought them. At least book the rooms now. So for any listener who's interested, Bo Bandy, um, book that room right now. Yeah, any listeners that want to come out, obviously, then uh, book them now. I mean, again, there's plenty of hotels around there. Too, yeah, yeah. But it just, you know, you're just going to have to add that extra like half hour of time. Uh, even if you're very close to yeah. to walk or uh, or uh, drive. drive, and it was hot, so it's like because that's June in Palm Springs, so yes. it could be triple digits, mild in seventy five, or yeah, hundred and ten. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely want to. Glad we got the Thursday, so we can be there for that uh, the greeting night thing or whatever. The uh, yeah, because I didn't even see if that was happening again. Again, right. they haven't announced anything, but I would assume. Bare minimum, getting there Thursday to check in and kind of settle in. And at least if nothing's going on, then we can all go out to a nice dinner and kind of yeah, yeah. wake up Friday a little more relaxed. I would instead uh, of driving, you know, trying yeah, to get exactly. out there all that yeah. fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would now. I wonder if we don't do the workshop, but we could go to that George Nori lunch. That so that yeah. I again, I think the ultimate pass like you just got everything, and then they nickel and dimed you on everything else. So it's like. I don't think there was anything truly exclusive. It was just. Yeah. You just had to pay. We just didn't pay for a lot of stuff. Right. 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 The overall experience, go to the panels, get to know it. But I think this year we should do at least one of those like extra. Yeah. Upgrade. So we can can see the, um, what is that? Uh, the, that one time I was abducted crew. Oh, right. uh, Right. Right. Get kissed by George <laughs> again, but they're not star fuckers, you know. So. Right, right. That was like uh, years ago. I remember that too. We said that on one episode, and then they just DM us like, "We're not star fuckers." <laughs> they're like, "Thanks for the shout out, but we're not star fuckers." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, whatever. But all of their content was about getting interviews and stuff with you right. Know, it, yeah, Lara, the term doesn't Lara. mean you're literally that. Right. It just means you're obsessed with any in this. So in this space, celebrity outside of this space, it's f-less pseudos <laughs> f-less um the mormons but yeah it, it, it'll yeah because there's workshops lectures intensives intensive uh, that's the word yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah so so basically what i'm saying though yeah is like we did we're not going to buy the uber pass but that doesn't lock us out from anything and right. anything's possible <laughs> with the right money and steve and i will only only be packing and wearing our probing ancient aliens logo shirts. <laughs> well, what's even worse is this hungry for skinwalker ranch. Yeah, Cause that's yeah. like straight up, not even <laughs> like cartoonified cause they're drawn, but yeah. realistic cartoonified. 
<laughs> or just be extra weird and wear the beer there drunk that shirt with the massive right 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 pick of us barfing across it but yeah. having nothing to do but uh well what we should do is get josh to make a that's how you doing or that's how you doing <laughs> that's how you do it productions uh logo and yeah, yeah. we could have a shirt of all of our properties right that's actually a good move yeah yeah <laughs> And then the pictures might be small enough that people won't immediately <laughs> see. That <it> <laughs> We're just giant assholes. Yeah. Uh, but no, it'd be, it'd be funny because people pay it. I mean, I pay attention extra like whatever ones were. I mean, Childress fucking asked us what T-shirts. He loved knowing the T-shirts we were wearing. We took the right. picture with them. But uh, thankfully, he didn't remember between Alien Con when I bought <laughs> yeah. him out and contact. When, with the piss shirt. Yeah. When you <laughs> fixed his um, his square uh, card reader device. Yeah, it was a classic oh. move. Cla- I'd done that enough. I, I knew exactly what was happening. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that might be like looking back, especially as like, you know, segue and how we're talking about kind of sunsetting this, the particular, you know, covering the show Ancient Aliens episode by episode, but like maybe like the best memory. Like it's not like a, like a don't meet your heroes thing, but it turned out to be a very nice experience. You know, like he was nice with yeah. the pictures, but we paid for that, right? Whereas this time, I mean, I guess we paid. We bought a bunch of merch too. This we didn't have to. We just started talking to him. Yeah, and uh, he was because I had a Mothman shirt on. So then he was talking about. He's like, oh, Richard Gear, you know. Uh, I mean, we covered this on the show. He's like, oh, Richard Gear, you know. He he called my brother at our store to get like research uh, books, you know, about Mothman and stuff like that. But um, and then he talked about how <laughs> relatively shitty they treat him at contact in the desert they treat they treat you like you're in like a, the independent artist alley at comic-con right. i mean he was manning his own probably three tables exactly with tons of and he had to haul all his own books and all his own and no like, paid magazines. signings no paid pictures right exactly. where alien con is like cool here's your booth you can man it or not uh and we're gonna get you 60 dollars a picture 50 dollars a signature and cart you around and pay for dinner right um and you would think too like i don't know it's weird i i i don't know what the management is again i feel like it has some weird connection with gaia network or something but no uh, it for sure is tied in somehow right yeah because it yeah. was like there's just gaia shit all over the place but um it's weird that like because i would assume that the people that are on gaia probably got <sighs> treated better i would you know what i mean like wilcock was doing <laughs> gaia still back then before he thought that it was a satanist cult you know whatever right. thing uh but uh it seems like the ancient aliens guys that are on that show are almost like i know they don't care about them being competitors but it's like oh you're not really one of us but even though there's a lot of crossover you know what i mean i wonder if there's weird blood not bad blood but just like weird blood between yeah 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 um because you would think that sukalos and childress and those guys are like the biggest faces there you know but Mm -hmm. uh but to be fair the people going to contact like us are kind of the hardcore of the hardcore of this like new agey and paranormal shit, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, there's, there was like, it was really funny again. I know we're like kind of re-reviewing it, but it's been four years. So whatever, but I'd like, remember, uh, I remember so many things so clearly. And like, some of it was like, there were maybe, you know, let, let's say there were more, but let's say there were 500 people there. Right. It's like, there was like, uh probably us and maybe like if there were 500 like two or three other pairs of people like whether they were couples or friends or whatever that seemed kind of like us where like we were aware that this is strange and we're we're not doing it ironically like we're not assholes but it's like we're interested but also we're grounded about the whole thing and kind of laughing like having little side chuckles at things like that and then, because I remember there was that couple sitting close to us that was like, and I was ranting and I said something like, yeah, 
come fuck like, me, whatever. Fucking serious. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and the guy was kind of laughing. The girl looked all bummed. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but still, they looked like kind of like a normal yeah. couple that was there, you know. So, uh, as opposed to the the Linda, the many many Linda Moulton Howell clones that are right, there. right, right, it was, right. It was an even and even the weird like there must there's a lot of money at this convention like a lot of like rich you know palm springs local people or whatever where it was like creepy dudes with you know just for men died you know goatees and slicked back thinning hair and and but then they had like super young wives or just really old plastic surgery like trophy wife like yeah. former trophy wife stuff it was it was an interesting vibe for sure but oh yeah um because there's there is that new age thing which is like the sedona arizona crowd which is people usually white people with a lot of money you know right right, right that kind of stuff so but uh yeah i'm stoked i'm i'm i am so like if you it like i you we could not have imagined that after that 2019 thing we were so stoked to go for the next however many years and it was like well it's not happening until 2023 you know right 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 well uh, yeah because covid's like oh no no we'll be okay and then yeah. no. and then it's like oh maybe next time now and then yeah, because unfortunately people would just yeah, die. Twenty twenty now outside. Like some conventions, like went to well, like, it used to be outside. You know? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> um, I think they just are like we're definitely not doing that again. Plus, just gathering, you still had to gather, right? Exactly. Even yeah, yeah. Indoor, outdoor. So yeah, soup. Anyways, uh, yeah. had that story yeah. about uh, how basically how contact was a big shithole <laughs> until the last couple years because right. it was on a campground for the yeah. most part. <laughs> <laughs> so there was um, just like sun killing people and then bungalows in yeah, various yeah, areas yeah. or whatever that like only the talent went into but um but yeah looking forward to that um we have a little segment here uh i'm gonna give i think um where did my email go god damn it um i don't know if we have a newer patron from last week's record who could ask us a certain question that nobody knows <laughs> what only the knower of knowledge can uh, know. Uh, oh yeah. That was, that was David Proctor asked last time, but you know, we've talked a lot about the UK this episode. We're going to, we're going to give a shout out to Charlie Smith. Long time. Fan. Charlie Smith. I tried to get him his shirt and then I need to do that. Cause he kept asking <laughs> where it was, it, but I need to do it. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I did. And then it wasn't too like, it was like the wrong address or something. Right, right, and right. they just the system just didn't like it so sorry charlie <laughs> <laughs> so sorry so sorry uh but yeah charlie smith asks how you doing steve how you doing joey i'm doing okay um yeah we recorded last week so it's not like a, a massive catch-up uh episode yeah was that here. last monday that was like a that normal was last episode, monday right? which it seems yeah. like it was a day ago or something but well to me it seems like two weeks ago but mm. um yeah i don't know um, but yes, we, uh, what's it called are on a holiday break here. We've got three day vacation and yeah, just kept Luther King juniors. Yes. Birthday. Very Milk relaxed. Day. Uh, nothing too wild. Been raining a ton here in the Southland. Uh, speaking, and speaking of a fourth age apocalypse, you know, I mean, it's happening in fucking Southern California, getting a few inches of rain. We're right, right, washing right. away here, building arcs. It's wild. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing too wild. Did go to the dermatologist today. Oh, that's um, right. 
and got a clean bill of health. So I was, I've just growing up in Southern California, SoCal surfer boy, uh, or was it SoCal surfers on my nuts? So I had to get them checked <laughs> out, you know? Yeah, exactly. Hung out at the uh, various beaches down in St. Clemente on the South end, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> no, but just one of those, you know, I'm bound to have something just for how much time I've spent in the sun and sunburns yeah, yeah. and all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, the doctor said nothing to worry about. And nice. Yeah. Not even anything to watch or any or whatever, but she's like, yeah, you should probably come in once a year just cause you're quote unquote high risk due to your, um, life, you know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alternative style Chosen of life. Nice style. Um, yeah, that is not something you just want. It's something you have to have. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was definitely nice to hear. And yeah, I'm trying to think this week's a nice little four day week. We're going to cool off again. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess Simon Lazat joining MVP, but that's not me personally how I'm doing. But uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that has big been big news in the disc yeah. golf world. Yeah, Simon Lazat, uh, uh, very m- probably the most beloved overall players because he's he's got his YouTube. Well, he was rated number two. Yeah, they and, actually uh, did the ranking. So yeah, who's number one? It was uh, Kristen Tatar. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so she was number one, and then he was number two. So he's the, probably the number one male. Yes, <laughs> in, in the male world, yeah. um, <laughs> player for sure. I mean, in general, of course, I would never yes. argue that he's yeah. huge, huge presence, and then had a massive his biggest year ever since uh, twenty eighteen or seventeen or something, where he won four. Uh, you know, pro tour slash major slash elite, whatever the fuck they are. Pull well, four big events this past season. It's interesting. So if you listen to the Nick and Matt show, mm-hmm. he did like a two hour long interview. Wow. And he said something I kind of had always thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like no ding to Simon, but I'm like, he would go down as one of the best disc golfers of all time, but not truly, or like maybe one of the greats, but not like his fame could fade over the years. Right, right, right. Because he was never good competitively, right? Like, he would yeah, never Wonderkins, have gone down. Wonderkins, which he's been called, like, will come along, but they don't always have, like, competitive staying power or even huge. Right, because it's, like, it, over the annals of time. <laughs> uh, it would be the Paul Macbeth, Ricky Waisaki, Ken right. Climber. Like, they would kind of stay where I think his name would fade. Because right. people uh, remember and, those stats, right? They remember. Well, those, yeah, just the, who won this many things, this yeah. event. Um and he even said, he was like, I, before this last season, I was trying to figure out how to stay relevant in disc golf and maybe just run clinics and do YouTube videos. Cause he's like, I would just be a YouTuber. Right. And that's right. what he'd be remembered as. He, uh, he was worried that with his elbow injury, he didn't know at the time, you know, a couple years ago, he didn't know if it would ever fully recover and if he'd be able right. to play professionally. Cause yeah, I remember him yeah. saying like, I literally wrote down a list on a piece of paper. Like, what could I do if I don't compete in disc golf for my career? Yet? Right. Right. And he was looking at that like now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then he's like, Oh, now I competed. And I'm actually an, an actual disc golfer competitor. Um, not just a trick shot master. Right. 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 Um, and I want to keep a long doing time, that. Man. It'd been, you know, f- so, four years since he'd like been, well, like he never big won one. anything big, really. Even I don't, he didn't win. It was the always European like European Open. Open was always the big one. Like it was Paul like your best took that down. Now. I don't think Simon Lazat's won that one. They always, they always say it was, well, it was a while. It was 2017 or something like that, where it was like that. That's what like, they would always say. Like 2017 European Open champion. Like that was the last yeah. big major he had won, but that's a long fucking time ago, you know? Right. So. And that's like one, like he, he came to the States and never really won. Right. Uh, 
hardly anything. So anyways, point being, he's like, I finally won and, and took it serious. And, you know, the elbow and having a family, I'm like now slowed down and realize how to play. Um, so I was like, oh, cool. That's interesting that he was self-aware enough to admit that. Um, he actually needs to make a career right. out of something well, that he loves, right? And like, just, you know, actually, um, what's it called? You know, focus and, and actually try to win and not just get bored and, and fuck off. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like let let go of the, as he always says, like grew up kind of a German hippie kid, you know, like right. let go of the hippie kid. Uh, let go of the soul surfer and understand that it's okay to win a surf competition once in a while. If you're, cause, cause that's what, pe- what people do say is like, he's probably the most natural, naturally talented disc golfer ever. And it's like, but you can have all that talent, but not necessarily turn that into skill, you know? Right. Like, right. Like he's, he's finally figuring out how to turn it into repeatable skill and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, he's got a fucking <laughs> million dollar a year, 10 year contract plus a bunch of other shit. So he's got a, he has like a salary now for his family. Um, and that's not even uh, with his, you know, that's not even counting his wins, you know, as the money he gets from right from cashing on those tournaments. So I think he was a European championships, but not the European, like not the, the one at the beast. Oh, you know what I, I mean? Like yeah. that's kind of different <laughs> there. Cause I, I'm just looking here on all of his stats. Cause yeah, yeah. He has like one PDGA national tour. One disc golf world tour, four pro tour, 13th. Yeah. See, European Open, he was third. Got it. But then the European Championships, which is different, he won. Yeah. Oh, yes. I just, you know, I figured there's one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just. One that all those Krauts play in, you know. So. Uh, But anyway, so now switching over to MVP, which Black Hole Supply has a uh, account with and did some (laughs) ordering for that. I did throw the hex because Brandon gave me one like months ago for Simon's, he just had Simon's an extra first, one. first uh, signature discs after yes. Yeah. So yeah, so it, his will be a hex glow. What I threw was just their hex kind of S line basically. Mm. Uh, and I really did enjoy it. And then I tried the Crave and then I've always had the Volt yes. uh, and threw an Envy in there for the fuck of it. Yeah, he said that Volt was like one of the most like versatile discs he's ever thrown. Like as a yeah, fairway yeah. driver, you know, but um yeah interesting the terra i realize it was overstable but not that overstable because he's like this is like a firebird or an fd3 yeah, yeah. you know so yeah it's like an 8302 or something or no o three or o three so, or something yeah. yeah so uh it's a meat hook <laughs> um but uh yeah that'll be it'll be fun i think because i think the fans too like even though like you know he was like he's like the most inspiring player for me so i would like throw all dismaying at this like you know play where he was for the previous 10 years but even then like he wanted a change, right? He needed something to kind of juice him up and give him something new to, uh, grasp onto and, and really strive for. And, uh, so it'll be fun to kind of, yeah, change, change the bag out slowly, but surely. And, and, uh, you know, Mix it up a little this bit. mania discs, especially their whole brand is all like striving for professional level performance with their discs, you know, which is why they have the whole, you know, uh, the Swedish, uh, don't finish uh, <laughs> plastic because with more, you know, more glidey stuff and things for your your average. Well, an understable, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it'll be fun to just get to know a bunch of new shit and, and uh, figure yeah, it mess out. around, throw in gyro. But um, yeah, the next ten years. I mean, I, I guess he has the thing where, like, at the five year mark, he can renegotiate or something. But it's a ten year, right? Right. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be he'll be in there for a while. Yeah, but um, but that's how I'm doing, Joe. How are you doing? 
Uh, I'm good. Um, made a successful, technically it was a brand new recipe. I've made a um, uh, sourdough uh, uh, Chicago pies this past weekend. Turned out really well. Um, it was like a Pequod's clone recipe. Pequod's kind of like one of the big three or big four in Chicago. Uh, and it's always seen as like the like the food food nerds, like foodies always tend to like Pequod's more than Lou Malnati's or Giordano's or Numero Uno, which are the other kind of three well-known ones for the for the deep dish Chicago pies. But um came out really well. Um might uh might add a little more uh to the recipe, just like a, like, you know, ten percent more, just to have a little bit more puff in the uh in the old crust, like to have a little soft chew in there. But it's more of a preference thing, but yeah, it was Delicious, a nice change of pace um, from the Detroit pies, but uh, and right, fun because it, it's basically like a pastry. You had to like you know layer it with butter and then roll it up again and then flatten it out and layer it with butter and like to make it all. That's how you get the flaky crust and stuff. Right, right. Um, the cold butter was super good, but um, uh, they also call for vegetable oil in the recipe, which that's one of those oils I tend to not use because it's like a highly processed oil. Like you're supposed to really your body is very happy with the oils that you can get by just crushing the thing. So like olive oil, peanuts, uh, testicles, whatever. Right. But, <laughs> um, but like vegetable oils, like a bunch of fucking seeds and like weird shit, whatever. But anyway, for the, for the baseline, I just stuck to the recipe, like pretty much to a T and, uh, but next time I think I'm going to replace that vegetable oil with more butter. Um, cause vegetable oil doesn't have much flavor to it. So, um, but yeah, or what about like a grapeseed oil or something? Uh, well, cause you do like, it's weird. Like you like line the pan. There's a little bit of vegetable oil in, um, and olive oil in the recipe. And then you line the pan, like you coat the pan before you're going to press in the, the pie crust, uh, with vegetable oil first, which is very thick compared to olive oil, which is more runny. And so, and I think they do that because it helps the dough stick to the like to where you're pressing it in but i've done that all the, like i've done that with because butter does the same thing it's like a fattier oil or whatever i don't know what the term would be but uh but butter would theoretically do the same thing and then you layer olive oil on top of that but uh i think this coming week uh i'm going to do just change that and see if it changes the flavor or texture or performance but um but yeah i was super happy with that but yeah nothing nothing too crazy um uh otherwise uh, you know last of us was on i really liked that um but uh yeah i think i think more this could have gone into the uh the news section too but like i was looking through the episode list of season 18 right and we've been saying oh we're gonna finish out season 18 and do our due diligence whatever we're only beholden to ourselves so like <laughs> starting <laughs> on episode 11 there's like eight episodes of recap episodes where mm. it's like Giorgio looks back at the top investigations they've done. Yeah, that's easy to cut. And I'm yeah, like, nope, sure. we're not doing that. So, and at that point, I'm kind of like, I think there's the, and then there's the stuff that's actually premiering new that's technically part of season 18 the past couple of weeks. But it literally is, again, it's like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I am ready to move on. Uh, so, but uh, we can discuss this if you don't agree, but that's fine. But uh, uh, I say we we have four episodes left left <laughs> left uh, left of probing ancient aliens, and then we move on to you know probing the Gyroverse or whatever, and then our Berserk show. But um, but uh, I see no reason, and you could like look at the Wikipedia entry or you know the episode list. 
I see no reason to continue <laughs> because it's just, there is truly nothing like ev- every episode is just a re uh, combobulated title from an old episode. So, um, cause yeah, this is alien air force. Yeah. The shadow people decoding the dragon and, and gods. Spoiler alert. Alien air force is about Vimanas again. Right. So it's just like, <laughs> uh it's uh, because that's always in the preview for it so i'd be curious what these on locations are right maybe we can do one of that but then when you look at the description it's like giorgio looks back at da 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 da, you know so well it's hard to say when they say look back yeah we should probably watch those and just see because it's like on location mysterious yeah is it like a hodgepodge of all the old ones or are they going on location and look back as he went on a trip so he's looking back at his trip i don't know I feel like it's it was like sweeps week kind of shit where it was like you know the old sweeps week kind of thing where they'd bring out reruns or a TV movie or something like that you know but the uh, shining ones the right. immortals <laughs> yeah so you know um, we can talk about it but that's that's my vote is uh, uh, we shift over to the Guyverse sooner rather than later but because uh, <laughs> uh, I mean and after this episode it's like I want. I want our listeners to have a show where we're excited. You know, the patron, the patrons get more of that uh, because, you know, with probing deeper and stuff, cause it's like new every time, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, and we always have fun, you know, on the show, but like a lot of times the fun is all in the first half of the show. And then we talk about the show and it's like, all right, let's just, you know, do our due diligence, which isn't, isn't, shouldn't be what we're doing. So um, anyway, but that's, uh, that's what I was thinking tonight as I finished this episode. Um, which this one wasn't that bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't like the worst of them yet. I wasn't like bored to tears or anything, but um, uh, the only new piece of of content was this monk's mound that they that they open up the show with the ancient city of Cahokia, right? Um, but Cloaca. like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, that was kind of it. After that first segment, it's all just the same shit, including very old footage of uh, Clint Mahuti, the Zuni tribe <laughs> leader. Um, well, they had some new interviews with those people. I'm like, are they? Weren't all these guys dead? I know, uh, <laughs> but it was just like sitting there and just they were like actually just sitting down talking for a while. It's like, yeah. the scene. And then and then the fucking Secret of Skinwalker Ranch crossover with John Dover. Um, the yeah, Ben's former, friend, yeah, exactly. Ben's brother, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just his friend, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just buddies, but they both have the same last name, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, the, the 30 year veteran of the Navajo uh troopers or, or rangers, sorry, Navajo rangers, mm-hmm. um, which is cool, seems like a nice guy, but uh, he's he's on here just kind of speaking for all Native American tribes, like the trends right. and all of them, which which is. I'm not going to sit here and say that's not true because I truly don't know, but I didn't always think that was the case, you know, but uh, there's also a lot of (laughs) awkward, like, at least for me, when uh, Medallion Man, William Henry and Sooks are on location with him, (laughs) uh, he will literally be saying things like, like telling them the story of what these petroglyphs are. And Medallion Man's literally like, yeah, I mean, what we have to think about is, and he's like talking at him and it's like, <laughs> bro, like I think he's more of an expert. Right. He's got a he, few ideas. Yeah, few. We, we got to imagine these people, though, as like three dimensional people living among, right. uh, you know, these, these ancient Native Americans. These aren't just kids that came down here and fucked yeah. off on the wall, huh? <laughs> no, no. They came down here with a purpose. It's so fucking. These mean a lot. <laughs> 
Well, I think because people are probably like, oh, they're just dickheads that drew three fingers because they wanted to. So he was trying to, I think, make the point of, you know, this is a sacred space with every every stroke and chisel has intent. Their heart is in the right place, but they come off, again, like the entire ancient astronaut theory comes off as very arrogant and mildly racist so right right um but uh we can yeah we can just start off here so yeah. monk's mound uh is uh the biggest kind of central pyramid or what's left of it of the ancient city of cahokia uh i think it was illinois where it was but it's the largest uh, native american structure north of mexico um and uh it apparently took millions of buckets of dirt brought one at a time to build this thing so uh and it was it's like more proof this was again this was kind of interesting where um i completely fucking forgot the liver lips guy's name the the mayan and yeah i was calling him uh, uh high pitch eric yeah because i watched <laughs> he had a whole series on amazon which then deleted a week after i started watching oh that's right yeah i forgot you watched that. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a clovis person for, uh, he's a- we watched one for a probing deeper i think i, too, can't, yeah, I can't remember because i remember talking about it and, yeah yeah but um, it, it, it was like a um, it was like a video that you watch in school, like yeah, he was yeah, like yeah, in front yeah. of a crappy blue screen and stuff. Right, like right. Um, uh, he's a Clovis Point person, though, so it's a little yeah. troubling there. Well, and then, <laughs> and then it's funny because this whole episode is very much ancient apocalypse stuff, you know. So right, right. They're very much like it seems like the new themes in the History Channel verse are portals and ancient apocalypse, you know, younger, drier right. shit. So yeah. Uh, since I'm sure Graham Hancock will not do shows for the History Channel anymore. No, 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 no. Whatever. So, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, he's just making the point that a lot of Native Americans, especially in the Eastern United States, um, lived in like pretty big um, ancient cities, right? Like we see the ancient Aztecs and Mayans did, right? So at one point there was uh, up to 30,000 people living in Cahokia and the surrounding area. So again, like trying to break down the stereotype that they was like, Oh, they were all just nomads living in teepees, you know? So right. like there were some nomadic tribes, but they were, that doesn't mean they always were. Um, and that was interesting too. I'm skipping ahead a little, but when they talked about how in the Western United States, in the four corners area where Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, and Arizona meet up in the middle, um, there were, you know, lots of, lots of, of semi-autonomous tribes are there now, but in the past they were apparently part of one larger people, which is what you know. I'm sure everyone learned in social studies and history in like elementary school was like the Pueblo Indians. So, but the uh, they they actually were building stro- stone structures in carving them out of the canyon walls and things like that. And then they were apparently all just kind of abandoned, and the tribes that were left over are like the ones that we have now, or so, or, or the people that you know didn't disappear. I guess are the ones we have now, but. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. I didn't know there was like a, a mass exodus or something for whatever weird reason that nobody mm-hmm. knows about. But um, they do make a point here that uh, Native Americans, 99% oral tradition, right? They didn't write down yeah. a lot of stuff. Uh, and mostly what you, most of the petroglyphs tend to be in the Western United States where there's lots of Canyon walls and shit to, you know, carve shit into. So, mm-hmm. uh, whereas in the Eastern United States, you have softer soil, more plant life, more moisture. You can build mounds and clay and all sorts of, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So, um, they talk about the bird man motif and how it, it apparently crosses virtually all tribes. According to the show, I don't, I don't, 
there's, there's, there's some pretty big statements here. And, and the ones that are coming from John Dover, who is a Navajo, I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm want to believe you, but you are also, I want them to believe. You. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I can't. <laughs> uh, uh, I was gonna, I want to heat big, believe okay. you, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but he is from one tribe, right? So it's like I don't, I don't know. I'm ignorant and don't know if he can speak for speak all, for yeah. anything other than those Western kind of Pueblo Indian tribes, right? But right. Um, also, I mean, it's not like I'm trying to fucking start a fight here. It's like I'm sure that a bird motif was in most, you know, whether you see the Northwest Indians yeah. and like you know the whatever. It's like there's there tends to be all animal um, uh, representations, motifs. exactly. Yeah, so. Uh, Cahokians even buried and revered a bird man they, that they thought was like the god, like the, the alien from the cosmos. Right. And so, um, and the, the wings that he had, like, you know, or that he was buried with represented how he could move, not really fly, but move between the different realms. So kind of, this is like an interdimensional being sort of right. Not necessarily just a, a space alien. So yeah um they talk about the zuni thunderbird they use old footage here of, of clint mahuti talking about how you know oh you know they didn't know what a plane was and like da 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 and then suka sukler here he's like right. if you don't have the terminology for a plane you're gonna call it a bird i mean pilots today call it a bird <laughs> i'm right. like idiot that's that's lingo that's airman lingo as opposed you know but whatever it's like we get right. it. not yeah. descriptive yes i'm in my bird right but uh uh, this guy, Alf- Alfred uh, Figuera, he's the author of uh, the book on Aztlan, which is kind of like the um, Mesoamerican Atlantis, supposedly. He looks like my great uncle Angelo. <laughs> uh, and he's like, we didn't call them gods. We call them Elopolis. Like he's yelling. I'm like, what is going Pretty on? Pretty fucked up looking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but he makes the point that uh, this is not, they're not coming from like the, the, the equivalent of a Christian heaven, right? Which is some, you know, holy dimension or a place or what, you know, like it's, it's a, this otherworldly place. Uh, but literally they are from stars and planets from outer space. Right. And that's right. They repeat that ad nauseum in here, which, you know, it's fine. It's cool. Cause the episodes about star people, whatever. Great. Uh, John Dover confirms that all tribes had star people, uh, in some way. Um, and Childress chimes in here and he's like, uh, the Cherokee talk about, you know, star seeds and, uh, the Zunis and Hopis talk about the, the star people coming and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the Mississippi mound people, which is the, 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 um, the Cahokia people that they, they were called the Mississippians by like modern anthropologists and archeologists, but, uh, had the bird man culture. So <laughs> here we have these, these cultures and their, their legends and lore is about star people coming down and giving them science and medicine. And, and uh, Sukes, of course, loves Native Americans because they are an unbroken tradition of ancient astronaut theorists. Right. So, um, the next segment is about the whole Four Corners thing. The the Pueblo Indians are like the overarching Anasazi uh, people is what they called themselves. They had the permanent settlements. They stopped building, disappeared, disbanded over a thousand years ago. No one knows why. Uh, they do have they t- uh, the Kachina dolls, which they've talked about a lot um, in the past. But these are really cool. Like the 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 design of these things is like super varied. It's like pretty detailed too. Like these seem like characters that like again our friend Watto, you know Craig would would design or or something like that. But uh, 
really cool art style and they and that they they make the point that they they drew them uh drew them sorry they designed them with such variety because they you know the ancient astronaut theorists now think that it's because there were so many different like races of aliens that were coming mm-hmm. right not sure if that's true but whatever but um yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um they insist again they were physical beings they were not you know ghostly otherworldly whatever you know uh uh religious beings these were just people from another star system and uh this is where we're at um uh the rock what do they call it the uh not the rock concert where the fuck oh the rock uh at rock art ranch and this is where it's a historical site where there's tons of pueblo petroglyphs just all around these these rock walls so they're on location with john dover um and Sukes, of course is reminded of petroglyphs and statues from around the world that all look the same or remind him of, of the ones he's looking at here, especially the, the one Jane, the one genus, the one Jane's from Australia. <laughs> um, lots of, we talked about this ad nauseum, lots of humanoid beings. Some of them clearly not humanoid. They have animal heads or whatever, right? Or tails and things. Uh, but the classic kind of humanoid ones, even if they're supposed to be um, otherworldly beings, they, you know, usually bigger eyes, bigger skulls, whatever, but sometimes not. And it doesn't matter. And and it's weird to me that, uh, Sooks is like, he kind of changes his tune. I mean, it's pointless, but it's, he goes, he goes, they have these gigantic heads and these long bodies and these arms. And it shows like big, long, like googly arms. He's like, it seems as if they're in some pressurized suit. And I was like, but a few seasons ago, you would have just said they look like gray aliens, not like they're in a suit. You know what I mean? Right. Like usually, usually he says the suit stuff for any time there's like a chest piece and a headdress. He says, oh, of course, they're, they're in a, an astronaut suit. But yeah. um, they do say that their other aliens are grays later. But uh, uh, <laughs> Medallion Man, again, almost is like dismissive of John Dover, trying to tell him the real religious story about this stuff. And he's like, he's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's like uh, see these <laughs> concentric circles. That's that's a portal. You know, those are always portals. And and there's like guys around it. And I was like, what if it was just a fucking glory hole? They were doing right, right. <laughs> well, these wavy lines are energies. Oh and, my yeah. god! Like, yeah, like no. what an asshole. You don't know that always means yeah. that. And it's like, well, the Anunnaki are known for that. I'm like, nobody knows really anything about the Anunnaki. Like and, we and all, he's, they're all claiming they do, but they don't. He has the audacity to say that all wavy lines depicted in petroglyphs from around all cultures in the world mean vibrational right. energy. And I'm right. like, that is bullshit. I mean, it's like, like uh, there are, there's been many times on this show or when you're looking at Egyptian hieroglyphs or whatever, that that means like a river, like water, or that means wind or what, you know what I mean? Like it's fucking wavy line. There's a bill. Right. They're part of like every fucking visual language and pictograph and whatever. Right. So like, he just wanted to make this fucking loose, weird connection to the Anunnaki or whatever. It's like, it was total bullshit, but, um, they're also really kissing John's ass at the same time. Like he's like, uh, John's like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's space, you know, star people like this, these kind of space gods from tribes all around the country. And then medallion man, he's like closing eyes. He's like, that's amazing. (laughs) You already were talking about that exact fact, you know, he's giving all this weird emphasis and stuff, but, um, maybe he felt guilty or something, but, uh, they, the next segment starts, they continue their tour of rock art ranch. Uh, and, uh, oh yeah, this is where he's like, <laughs> he kind of cuts it, you know, 
politely cuts him off. He's like, he's like, you know, but we really have to focus on these beings being like actual three dimensional beings walking around among the people, you know, like lawnmower man, like a 3d being, but, um, uh, oh yeah. We just talked about the vibration bullshit. Um, and this is, yeah, what you were saying before, like Sooks is trying to be supportive that this was a real religion. And it really comes off as him. Like, having to feel like he has to be an apologist to like the middle age and older white people that this show is geared towards like saying, yeah, they weren't just fucking little, you know, teenagers uh, with nothing to do on Saturday night carving yeah. these walls <laughs> up. Like it like saying it's not graffiti and it's yeah. like, yeah, but any person that's not a fucking racist would know that it's not just graffiti, you know, like it's just, right. it's crazy, but uh, very much over, like he doth protest too much at this segment. But, uh, and then we go back to, or maybe forward a little to 900 AD. And they're talking about the great Kivas that are constructed by the Pueblo people, similar to the one in Chaco Canyon that they've covered before. And these were the equivalent, according to John Dover of like a church to a lot of the Pueblo tribes. So, uh, very sacred religious sites. And apparently the keyhole that's uh, in the great Kiva, uh, that's in the ground is where uh, they would come up through. Like the gods would come up through, or as we learn later, because um, this just becomes an ancient apocalypse show after this, where the um, the descendants of the current Pueblo people reemerged after going down into the ground and being helped by the ant people to survive until the cataclysm on the surface was over and they could reemerge and kind of restart life again. So uh, the Spanish, of course, as the conquistador assholes that they were, built their churches on top of a lot of these kivas so um you'll see like a kind of a, a european style building that's rotting away on top and then underneath is all the these like concentric circles and you know stairways down into the uh under the ground and all this stuff so um but yeah they, they're they're talking about how um very similar to like the mayan calendar cliche stuff like that uh there has been three epochs previously so th- three full like deaths and rebirths of humanity um, each one of each one of those earlier races which again this is very much ancient apocalypse stuff where it's like hey there were there were humans that got to a certain level of advancement apparently the theme of why the cataclysms happened was because they mistreated the earth um and there was one by fire one by water and one by uh earth i think wind is the one that like is supposed to happen later because it's like it's like something they say something like it's a a great ash will fall from the sky, which, you know, medallion man's like, which they, they theorize is uh, nuclear warfare, you know, right. But, um, uh, but we're living in the fourth age. So, uh, and Childress just confirms the same thing. The Kabbalah and Hindus and many other religions talk about ancient advanced human races going extinct and they go into the flood myth, which is very boring. We've, I mean, I, the flood myth is interesting, but they've talked about it literally last episode and the episode before. Uh, and then I think the first episode of the season, plus many other before that. So, um, uh, and then, so now they're kind of mixing like ancient, like Graham Hancock's kind of younger, driest ancient apocalypse theories that he's had for many, many years mixing with aliens because these ant men that helped the third, you know, epic of, uh, people of Pueblo Indians, uh, they were actually, they weren't insectoid. They were humanoids that lived underground because that's where the portal was. That's what Loud, Loudmouth Leahy says, uh, Bill Burns. Right, right. They were extraterrestrial living underground and entering our world through their portal. And then they were helping <laughs> helping the Pueblo Indians survive underground for a number of years before 
uh, everything cleared up on on Earth, and then they come back up through that Kiva keyhole, and uh, and then all is as it should be. So uh, this is where I was like, God damn it! Like they, the whole last couple segments are about Atlantis again. I'm like right. times we have to fucking hear the Atlantis thing, but it is another flood myth thing, right? So. Uh, but they're at least comparing it to uh, Aztlan, not to be confused with Aslan from the uh, 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 Chronicles yeah, of Narnia. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, where is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Aztlan uh, and Atlantis, very similar, but one is in Mesoamerica, one was in uh, Western Europe, uh, the Mediterranean area, the, the, mo- the modern, I mean, ancient city, but the city that we know of uh, that the king wrote down was built in the image of Aztlan was Tenochtitlan, um, and yes, the word tit is in there, but uh, <laughs> Tenochtitlan was described as being built in the image of Aztlan, which was an island city with a with a, with concentric rings of water around it, which is exactly how Atlantis is described. It's kind of murky here, though, uh, you know, speaking of sunken cities, <laughs> but um, they don't really like other than like those two things. Uh, that it was ruled by a god because uh, Poseidon ruled Atlantis, and then I forgot to write the fucking name down. Uh, but an Aztec god ruled Aztlan, um, like a god king kind of thing. Right. Uh, other than that, they're on the opposite side of the world <laughs> from each other, <laughs> so it's kind of weird that like, <laughs> they're making this case that they're kind of the same or whatever. But uh, I guess they could be. I'm doing work for the show, but maybe they're making the case that, like Sukalos talks about later that these alien space gods were everywhere on the planet. They, they came to all the cultures. So there's going to be similarities with shit, which is really ultimately the whole basis of this whole fucking show. So right. They, so they, there's these one moments, they were all here or slightly spread out over time. And then that impacted humanity. Right. And, uh, but then but again, they, it's, it's like just a traditional Christian God or any God. It's like, so where the fuck are they? Like, why did they come down thousands of years ago? <laughs> And then leave, and now nobody has any whatever. Exactly. Yeah, like, why, why they, that point in time? Why aren't they still? Why aren't they nudging us along continually? You know, as we right, go, right, right. So, um, but uh, which again is which is why the the younger Dryas period, and I mean even later in this episode, why it makes so much more sense as believers that there is extraterrestrial life out there somewhere. It makes so much more sense that we have proof that there was at least one ancient cataclysm. And as this episode says later, as Childress says, there we know of over 200 sunken cities just in the Mediterranean alone that we haven't explored. Like the 200 cities under the fucking water that we can kind of see but haven't really been explored. It's like those could have been highly advanced cultures. You know what I mean? And then they talk about um, the discovery of Doggerland in the UK, which is like literally expands the British, you know, the Great Britain, like the island by like 25% to the east. Like it's this big landmass that just, you know, full, falls down into the water. Uh, and then Zealandia, very uh, fucking creative, uh, is in New Zealand. Uh, another huge chunk of land that uh, is is right under the water that they can see with laser, you know, LIDAR, laser radar and stuff now. And uh, uh, still haven't explored much of it because it's expensive to do so. But again, that's what Graham Hancock's whole thing is. He's like, I bet you anything... I have all of these facts that point to this, this trend, geological scientific facts and trends and things. We should just be doing scuba, not scuba, but underwater missions to explore these fucking sunken cities that are a mile, five miles, 10 miles off the coast. We know they're there. Let's just go fucking do it. 
but nobody wants to because it's too expensive and it doesn't fit in with the, they're not going to get grants to do it because it doesn't fit in with the current collegiate dogma of what archaeology is supposed to be looking for, you know? So, um, a shame. So anyway, it makes much more sense that those ancient people were mostly wiped out and drowned who had some, some form of advanced technology. And then some of them escaped, you know, or there was some exposure to the more primitive, you know, uh, 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 groups of people just like there are to this day. Right. So, um, bah, 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 bah. and they keep, they keep trying to loosely tie it back to native Americans, these last two segments, which is kind of funny. It's like, you know, the Hopi have, uh, uh, land that they say was submerged somewhere too. It's like, okay, like, but they don't really give you any, any hard facts on Detail. it. Yeah. Um, uh, they're going all over the place now. Jonathan Young is just listing off flood myths. Uh, at the end of the fifth segment here, uh, the, the the final segment starts off at uh, that the corn kid's favorite place, Corn Mountain. <laughs> uh, for me, I really like Corn Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> really nice. Uh, corn Mountain, New Mexico. This is Zuni land. Okay, we get more Clint Mahuti here. And he's talking about how active UFO activity is in the area. I mean... Long story short, this segment is also very short. It's the last like three minutes of the show. It's all about, which is cool. It's cool that a lot of Native Americans, especially in the West, the Pueblo Indians, but a lot of them, because there is an unbroken tradition with their spirituality, right? With their kind of religious beliefs, they're fucking trying to call beings from space down as their gods, as their as their spiritual leaders to bless things and, you know, give them hope and like all the stuff and, you know, change the weather and things like that. So there's a lot more UFO activities, right? This, this actually sadly goes back to Wilcock and, um, Dr. Stephen Greer's whole, uh, you know, let's do mass meditation specifically to invite UFOs to come down so we can see them and, you know, communicate with them. They don't have a, they don't have an exclusive, you know, stranglehold on that, but, the but in general, you know, modern Native Americans are still doing praying, meditation, rituals, chanting to get UFOs to show up. And they do. Then they show some cool videos of of lights in the sky and orbs and things like that. So that's pretty much it. They're just trying to say like, hey, there's an unbroken tradition here. We're all super, John Dover's like, we're all super used to UFO sightings because that's just a part of our culture, you know? So, right. Um, and and then, uh, th- then it's kind of a little montage at the end where it's like, we really need to, uh, stand together and talk about how we are from our, we are from star people, right? And we need to reestablish our understanding of human humanity's origins. So uh, ends on kind of a, I guess a unique note. They're just letting the, um, the native American representatives speak, which is cool as opposed to souks and everyone speaking for them. But uh, yeah, so yeah, not the worst episode uh, at all by any stretch, but uh, like at least it had like a different, flavor to it you know yeah, kind of take kind of the at least themed yeah some you know little new talking points right but i didn't but i didn't i'm not walking away having like learned a lot like i did from the first few yeah, seasons, yeah you know so um but yeah the next episode is alien air force which again the preview is all about vimanas and shit so <laughs> and i'm guessing that uh the dragon the whatever the dragon lords episode is gonna be about Dragons being rocket ships and shit like that too. So, um, real craft heavy the next couple of episodes. Oh, yeah. Real, real flesh and bolts heavy, but real uh, blue box bluesy. Yes. But uh, other than that, hold on. 
you can and you should and you will support the show and get two more full podcasts every single month. Even even if you just want to try it out, there's there's like a hundred fucking full podcasts over at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens. All sorts of content. I mean, if you like ghosts, we got adventurous ghosts. We're in season five of that right now. If you like probing deeper into things, all sorts of things. It could be comedy movies. It could be alien movies. It could be documentaries. It could be uh, uh, YouTube presentations from David Childress, things like that. Uh, listen to those. You could do it even just for a month and go on a fucking download spree and get all that content just once. But uh, patreon.com slash probing Head over to blackholesoflightcompany.com for that probing ancient aliens merchandise, disc golf discs, and disc golf apparel. Uh, with exclusive art by our friends. And, and if you're in the Orange County, L.A., San Diego kind of area, uh, right in the heart of central Orange County in Fountain Valley is Cape and Cow Collectibles, with, within which is the Black and, oh God, Black and Hold, <laughs> Black Hole Supply Company's uh, physical shop and shop location. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Probing Aliens. On Instagram, at Probing Ancient Aliens, and not on Facebook, because they canceled our account, despite giving them hundreds of dollars to advertise. But um, follow our disc golf content at Puttfuckers on Instagram, P-U-T-T-P-H-U-K-E-R-Z. And on TikTok, which is Puttfuckers, P-U-T-T-F-C-K-R-S. And some of the new content Steve's got up there is brutally funny so <laughs> check that out Thank you. and uh other than that we love you and we love poo see bye bye, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>